Some male-dominated creative realms are proving harder for women to crack than others, like music production, particularly the DJ and electronic music fields. In an effort to turn this around, a new music production course has been created specifically for women and femmes to create their own original music from scratch. There's clearly a demand. It sold out within a couple of days. I met one of the course organisers, Katie Martin, and one of the tutors, musician and DJ Paige Julia. This is a piece by Paige called Dreams. Before I even started making music or DJing, I would go out to events and um, I just noticed that everyone that happened to be playing records at the parties or at the festivals um, were all guys. You know, maybe there was one woman on a lineup and not too many people were really having the discussion locally about um, why that was. It just seemed to be the way it was. But the women that were playing, they were doing great. You know, um, there's some great examples throughout the history of, of Wellington club culture of inspirational women who were just forging a path. Yeah, and, and it kind of grew a little bit more as I got more involved in DJing and um, making music and reading online. I would read opinion pieces from overseas and these people all over that were very, very concerned about this issue and they would write about it and say, you know, this is a problem we need to fix and that's just grown over the last 15 years to where we are now. Um, it's still a, a very important conversation that a lot of people are having. And now it's like trying to understand what the fixes are. And, so how did you find your way then? How did you find your way into the industry or the sector? Well, I just had really great support from mostly men, to be honest. You know, I bought the equipment that I needed to start DJing and I moved into a house that was... I think there was three other DJs that were all men and they were all super supportive of me and they gave me some great advice, some great tips and also like pushed my confidence because I never really felt like I was ready for the clubs or for even house parties, but they were like, no, you're, you're great and I'm telling everyone you're great and I'm making it happen for you. So I was really lucky right from the start to have a cool group of people who happen to be men in this situation um, who vouched for me and, and got me into the sector. And it wasn't really until I started seeing the same articles and same conversations happening over and over again and not really much being done about it that I decided that, not to get too angry about it, but to just see if I could come up with some solutions and see where um, I could help out in my limited capacity. And that would have started about five years ago. So what are the key skills, attributes, you know, that will help DJs make it in the thing? The most important thing is you just have to have good music taste, really. Because people, people come out to shows to find new music and to experience new things. And you just have to be on the forefront of, like, what's happening right now and what's happening tomorrow. That's the most important thing. And then you'll just have to be super confident and, like, able to put yourself in front of a lot of people and be mechanically minded with the equipment and be social and able to talk to lots of people and, and operate in different areas of, 
of excitement and, and various degrees of intoxication and all of these things. It's a very uh, wild and varied environment. But if you're yeah, if you're confident and you you love music, I think those are the most important attributes. Boy, that's a big skill set, Katie. Where do you come into this? Because this is an area that you're interested in, I think, isn't it? Electronic music and encouraging more women to get involved. Yeah, sure. So I run the Sensonauts. We create experiences based around the senses, music and dance. But one of the key streams of work that I have is a series of workshops around electronic music. And we've done quite a lot of work on training up more women and femmes to be DJs. We've run, gosh, it must be maybe at least seven or eight workshops now. And over half of all of the attendees have been women and femmes. And it's super exciting to actually see some of those women now out playing gigs. And that's really awesome. However, we have been chatting for about a year and a half, two years, about the fact that, yes, we've done a lot of work on solving the DJ issue. However, people won't get booked as headliners for festivals and big gigs unless they're making their own original music and so that's where this course comes in it's about solving that issue of how do they produce electronic music how do they make their own tracks from scratch well it's the same kind of question that i was talking about with Paige here is why in 2021 has it been difficult for women to put themselves forward or to be heard or to to be able to make their own electronic music. What are the barriers, do you think? You know, if you turn up to a gig as a DJ, pretty much most of the people there, even for soundcheck, are going to be dudes. The sound person is, is like pretty much always a guy. The promoter is mostly a guy. The rest of the people on the lineup are guys. And sometimes having, like, especially when you're starting off, having to kind of hold your own in that environment is intimidating. So that's just one example. That's a really kind of one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is, you know, the chance of, of actually something like sexual harassment or those kind of issues. There's there's the whole kind of spectrum to go from but I think as well even when you don't see women and femmes playing and on the lineups it kind of feels like is this even a world that I'm allowed into and there's concerns about safety and access and all those things. We also have to just look at what it actually takes to create an act on the level of a headliner for an electronic music festival and I can tell you my experience of what it took because I'm I'm now kind of getting to that level so many things need to happen whether through luck or work or connections or uh, environment quite a lot of people want to do it and not everyone gets there so if we analyze that entire journey even for all the people that want to do it who happen to be men not all of the men make it. And then you have to add to that that if you are a woman, there may be extra mitigating factors. Now, I'm not saying that this is like like a smoky boardroom, a bunch of guys saying we've got to oppress women from the lineups. What I'm saying is that if you exist in an environment of partying and intoxication and you're a young woman and something happens to you, 
why would you want to persist within that environment and become an act within that environment? You're most likely going to withdraw from that environment, find something else to do with your life and be successful and, and do that thing. If I talk to women who are my age or older, almost everyone has a story about something that was sketchy, something that made them feel uncomfortable, unwelcome. And for them, when that happened, that was the last festival they went to or that was the last gig they went to. And you can talk to any woman in their 30s and they'll, they'll wax lyrical about how much fun clubbing was in their 20s and you might be like, well, why don't you go now? And if you really dig deep into it, at some point they realized that there wasn't enough benefit and, and, and they didn't feel comfortable within that environment. I just got lucky, I guess, in a way that nothing happened that made me go, I'm never going to go to an electronic music festival again. And then I had to learn DJing. I had to learn production. I had to make all of this music. I've been DJing for 10 years and I've been making my own music for seven. And if at any point I was made to feel uncomfortable or anything within that environment, I would have given up and tried something else. So with that in mind... We're looking at making sure the festivals that we go to are safe for women, making sure that we're addressing concerns when they occur. And I think if we solve that issue and then arm women with the knowledge that they need, 10 years from now, this hopefully won't even be a topic of conversation. It will just be a new normal. Katie, I mean, often when we're contacted by people who are running courses, I mean, the, the hope is that they'll come on the show and the course will fill up. Now, that hasn't been the case with you. Your course filled up was within 24 hours, so that shows the demand for it. Mm. Uh, so as, long, as well as these musical skills you're teaching, I, I guess what you're saying is that you, you need to talk very realistically to women who are thinking about going into this environment to be able to look after themselves, to protect themselves and be, be aware of, of what the environment could be like? Perhaps, first of all, I'll just talk briefly, if I may, about the fact that it sold out so quickly. This was something that took us by surprise. And at this point, I also want to acknowledge Wellington City Council Creative Communities Scheme for giving us the funding. This was such an amazing day when I found out that we got the funding to run this course. But the thing that it shows is that women and femmes do want to make music. If the right people are running it and the right people are teaching it and it's done in a supported and welcoming way, they do want to do it. And that's really important. And to answer the second part of your question around, you know, I guess, how do we support them going into the industry? That's a big question. It's a huge question. And a... It can't just be on your shoulders either. We mm -hmm. do have some initiatives. Like we, we know people who run events um, who are women who are able to take on a lot of our new students. We've done that with our DJ workshops. We've kind of said to them, like, when you're at a level that's ready for performance, we can link you in. Even for myself personally, when I was doing, I would do the occasional night at laundry and I would say, if you know, when you're ready, I'll book you, I'll be your promoter and I'll give you an experience. You know, you'll get paid. It's going to be great just so that they have, a, you know, a good initial experience. Yeah, I think that's a really valid point. I've noticed in the last couple of years of, um, of DJing myself, 
A lot of the people who've booked me or who've suggested me have been women and femmes. And there's something about that. I think we all know that it's hard enough in the industry. And so we want to support each other. There is this sense of, hey, let's let's come together. Let's support each other. Let's book more women and femmes because we want to see more diversity on the lineups. We want to see it change. Well, that's right. And I guess the other the other group you've got to get through to is the broader electronic music festival scene. I mean, I've talked to a lot of women comedians who've been on air for 20 years, and the conversations we had back at the start were not dissimilar to the arguments that you're putting forward now, that mm. very few women were coming forward as comedians, mm. and the environment was not seen as particularly um, attractive or safe for them. But also there was this perception that women's comedy was all about women's issues mm. and that blokes had a more broad kind mm. of approach. And what about musically? I mean, do you, do you sense any misconceptions that women-based or femme-based electronic music is going to be somehow not as appealing or fun as the male electronic music? In this particular industry that I'm in, I feel as though the audience is pretty egalitarian. And I can say from personal experience... No one really comes up to me and says, like, you're really good for a girl. Basically, at this point, I've reached a certain level of ubiquity. They're like, oh, you're incredible. This is great. And other women acts can make it to that point as well. So it's not the audiences who who should be deterring any festival organiser from hiring women and femmes. No. And I I also want to give, like, some compliments to what's been happening in the last couple of years. Across the board, there has been answers from major festivals, alternative festivals. A lot of them had been called out over social media, and a lot of them had to... um, make some adjustments. Yeah, we're talking mainstream music festivals in this country, for heaven's yeah, sake. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, yeah. and so, like, I want to, I want to say to, that I understand that they're doing the work now and, and, you know, it's happening. And some of the things that they've said are valid. You know, they've said in return, well, we don't, ha- we don't know who the women headliner electronic music acts are. Do they exist? And if someone were to ask me... I would be biased and say, well, there's me. (laughs) But I understand that that's the situation, which is why we're doing this work now. So in seven years' time, when we're all old and over it, um, (laughs) I'll be able to say, well, you know, there's now 30 new acts from Wellington um, or however many there are, and it's just a normal thing. And they're all creating music. They all have their own shows that are unique to themselves and are amazing for who they are and it will just be a thing so yeah this is a huge work in progress and I talk to people who run festivals and events and I see where they are and I don't believe that they are all misogynist people it is a situation that we are working on we are doing it from the ground up and we hope that when it's time they will reach down from the sky and and pull those people Um, that's that's the hope Paige Julia and Katie Martin, the first production weekend course for women and femmes on the 24th and 25th of July in Wellington has sold out, but I'm sure there will be more.